title of the message, Courage to be Different. Courage to be different. Courage to be different. We live in a society where they're trying to impose, you know, government's trying to impose their values, you know. Big business trying to impose their values. Social media trying to impose their values upon people. But God wants you to be different. Take courage. Be different. You know, when you believe in Jesus Christ, he makes you different. He'll change you on the inside, give you a new nature, a new person, and you become different because you're born of your Heavenly Father. You're a child of God, a citizen of heaven. You don't talk like other people. You don't believe like other people. You don't think like other people. You don't act like other people. That's because you're different. You're different. When Jesus comes on the inside of you, he'll change you. And then the world will think you're strange. And then you need courage to be different. Deuteronomy 7, 6, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Turn to your neighbour and say, I'm chosen as a special treasure. I'm different and I'm loved. Boldness in the spiritual realm is love in action. Boldness is love in action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You only have to look at Jesus Christ. Look at his example. Look at his courage and his boldness. He is the Lion of Judah. Boldness is love. It's loving God more than people. You have this love for Christ. And love, if you love me, you will obey my commands, Jesus said. You have this love for Jesus that is greater than your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, your children, your auntie, your uncle, anyone. I'm going to obey him because I'm in love with my master. You have a love for God more than the pressure of sin. Boldness is saying no because you have a fear of God and you have a love of God. And you know, this love of God will put in you a boldness to reach out in the compassion of Jesus for those in poverty, for those who are orphans, for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted, for autistic children, for you know, whatever it is, you'll have a boldness. When you look at the ministry of Jesus, he had this 
intense love for people that was greater than any opposition. Boldness is love. Cowards lack love. Cowards lack love. But the love of God compels me. Amen. Luke 7, 11. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. That's where boldness begins. That's where boldness begins. There's this love for people and a love for God that you want to obey Him. You want to do His work. You want to see His love manifested. Despite the fact that there was a big funeral, lots and lots of people, Jesus interrupted the whole thing because of His love. He got bold because of love. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Did you hear that? And he said, When the Son of God speaks, there's power. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Nowhere in the Bible, the entire Bible, had anyone ever said that to a dead corpse. Young man, I say to you, arise. You know, dead people don't hear. And, you know, I'm sure there would have been people around thinking, this guy is crazy. People may think you're crazy because of your love for God. And Jesus, in front of everyone, he spoke to the young man in the spiritual realm. Young man, I speak to you. Arise. Immediately the spirit of that man came into that body. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. That is love and that is boldness. Amen. Who wants to be like Jesus? Get rid of that miserable fear. Get rid of that miserable fear. Turn to your neighbour and say, just go for it. You know, all the religious people in Jerusalem, they want, most of them, wanted to kill Jesus. It's not a great atmosphere for preaching. <laughs> you know, where they're thinking of picking up stones and, and killing you. 
Now, some of them from Jerusalem, so this is John 7, 25. They're, they're all listening to Jesus preaching in Jerusalem. And they say, is this not he whom they seek to kill? But look, he speaks boldly and they say nothing to him. That's our Jesus. Totally unafraid. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, just get rid of your miserable fear. In verse 28, Jesus cries out as he was teaching in the temple, saying, You both know me and you know where I am from. And I have not come of myself, but he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him, for I am from him, and he sent me. When you're bold, you need to know who you are. In the spiritual realm, that I am a child of God, like Lisa was saying. I am justified. I have a mission from heaven. You need to be a spiritual man to be spiritually bold. Jesus was bold because he knew who had sent him, he knew his position, right hand of God in the majesty. Amen. You need to be a spiritual person. That's why you need to be baptised in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then boldness will come upon you and courage to be his witness wherever he sends you. Hallelujah. And you know, the Lord will do some pretty good things. I was on a Jetstar plane uh, and uh, the lady beside me uh, made an error, a mistake. She asked me what I did. She was telling me, um, you know, that she played squash and uh, competition squash and that she travelled with her partner and so on. And she said, what do you do? And I proceeded to tell her. And then the conviction of the Holy Spirit came on her. And she said, I just want to explain something. When I lie down in the bed, I have a pillow between me and my partner. And she's telling me all this and uh, feeling convicted. And uh, then the Lord said to me, she's got a breathing problem. I said, Lord, she can't have a breathing problem. She's competition squash. And then she turns to me and says, I have a breathing problem. And I'm like, keep your mouth shut, Mark. Don't tell God he's wrong. <laughs> so I said, to her, can I pray for you? And uh, the guy sitting in the seat, you know, the row in front of us, he sticks his head up, turns around like, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> and the lady says something like, why not? We've gone this far. <laughs> so I rebuked the demon. <laughs> it came out of her. On Jetstar. <laughs> Amen. Just get rid of that miserable fear. If God gives you opportunity, cast out the demons on Jetstar. Amen. Proverbs 28.1 The wicked flee 
when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You are the righteous. You are as bold as a lion. Take a stand for Christ. You know, there was a secret believer and his name was Joseph. And when Joseph heard that Jesus Christ had died, he was a man, he was a man of honour. He was one of the members of the council of the city. You know, he had position. He was a secret believer. But we read in Mark 15, 42, Joseph, verse 43, Joseph of Arithmeth, Arithmathia, a prominent council member who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Now that was a dangerous thing to do because Jesus had caused Pilate a lot of trouble. And this was someone that he, Pilate, had convicted and sent to death on a cross. And Joseph took courage and went before Pilate. And it also went against the whole religious community who were yelling for Jesus' death. And he took a stand. Turn to your neighbour and say, just take a stand. You're not a wimp. And Pilate gave him the body of Jesus so that Jesus was not thrown in a pit with the other crucified thieves, but was buried in a tomb because Joseph took courage. You know, very often the things that you are afraid of when you move in the power of the Holy Spirit will never come to pass. You know, laziness is often the cause of being a coward. Laziness will justify itself in fear. Well, I'm not going to apply for this job because I'll never get it. I'm not going to do this because it'll never happen. I'm not going to do this because I'm not good enough. And on and on and on, the enemy keeps pouring his stupidity in your mind. You keep believing it. Why don't you take those thoughts captive in the name of Jesus Christ, put them under your feet and go and do the will of God. The key to the anointing is total obedience to Jesus Christ. That is the key. And obedience will always require courage. Turn to your neighbour and say, it's time. Get up. Get going. It's time. Boldness is the fruit, the product, the work of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. People who deny the Holy Spirit, they deny boldness. Boldness is the product of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when the church in Jerusalem, the early church, was being persecuted, listen to their prayer. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants 
that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, what were they praying for? Boldness to preach the word of God. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Our society is trying to mould you, tell you what to believe and what your values are. Is there someone who will take a stand against abortion? Is there someone who will take a stand against sexual promiscuity, against the LGBT agenda, against premarital sex, against computer gaming, against worldly music, against party spirit, against every type of evil. Is there any righteous Christians who will get bold and take a stand against the work of the enemy in our society today? Tolerance of sin is an abomination to God. He'll vomit you out of his mouth. Is there anyone who will take a stand for righteousness? Is there anyone who will read their Bible, believe it and take a stand for it? Who will say, this is what I believe. These are my values. I will be bold. You can reject me, but I will stand true to the word of God. It was established in heaven. The righteousness of God does not depend on man and never, never changes. 1 Peter 4.1 Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. You may have to suffer for what you believe. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent Enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, what is lewdness? It's pornography. Lust, drunkenness is any type of drug addiction. Revelries, that's going clubbing at night and parties. Drinking parties, abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them. Young people here in the room. May they think you're strange for following Jesus Christ. May they think you're strange because you don't agree with what they're saying. May they think it's strange that you don't talk like they talk. They think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. They will give an account. And we know that we also shall give an account. Turn to your neighbour and say, be bold, be strong. Is Jesus your Lord? Ask the person beside you, is Jesus your Lord? Is Je if Jesus Christ is your Lord, you are not a wimp. Amen. 
Jesus said in Matthew 10:37, "He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it." I want to give uh, two brief examples. One who wanted to save their life and the other one who didn't care. One friend of mine, he's a British Airways pilot. He said to me, if I come into your one, one of your meetings and you film me under the power of God and someone finds out, I will lose my job as a pilot. But he said, I will lose my job as a pilot for Jesus. The other one that I'm thinking of comes to a meeting. She gets a prophecy, receives prayer, falls down, gets up. And then she writes to me and she says, I don't want anyone to see me in case I might lose my job. Not only me, but my sister and my friend, you know. And these are the time stamps in the, in the video that I want you to remove so that no one will know. You may gain your life in this world, but what about your reputation in heaven? What about your reputation in heaven? You know, you save your friends, you save your job, you save this and that, but what about your reputation before Father God? If you're ashamed of him, he will be ashamed of you before his angels. So don't go along with the crowd. Amen. Take a stance. Turn to your neighbor and say, take a stance. Have some backbone. Don't give in to the circumstances and the pressure of Peter, of people. You know, Galatians 2.11, all these stories are so, you know, the Bible is so open about the faults of people. And Peter, God has spoken to Peter. He's seen a trance of the unclean animals coming down. And he said, arise and eat. And the Lord had told Peter that he's not to call anything unclean, that the gospel was for the Gentiles and so on. And then Peter, in Galatians 2.11, had come to Antioch. And Paul said, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came came from James, that is, you know, Jewish religious people, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. See? Cowardness is often from fear. He was afraid of the Jewish circumcision party and what they would think and the persecution he would get. And then the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, 
know that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Because the works of the law said that a Jew cannot eat with a Gentile, unclean food. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Praise God for Paul who stood up for the gospel. Amen. Amen. But many of us are like Peter, you know. Peter was a great man, a great apostle of God, but he caved in in this situation to the crowd, to the people around him. You know, some of you, you got people putting pressure on you, you know. Have some backbone. Take some courage in Christ and make a stand. Amen. When God has given you a, car, a task, don't cater for the opposition. Amen. Praise God. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Are you afraid of people? People around you? Work? Spouse? Family? Friends, it's time to put to death that miserable fear and to take a stand for Christ and to be bold. Now let's ask the Holy Spirit. Send us boldness. Can we do that? Open your mouths and pray. Lord, send us the Holy Spirit that we might speak your word with boldness, that we might take a stand, Lord. Come on, pray, pray. And the Lord will respond in your lives and send the Holy Spirit in power and baptise you in the Spirit and with fire, anoint you, make you a different person, give you power to speak. Lord, I pray, let courage from heaven come upon us let boldness, Lord, to speak your word in these evil times, Lord. To take a stand, Lord, we pray. Lord, to see our churches, our communities, our families, Lord. Come to Christ, Lord. To take a stand, Lord. Give us boldness from heaven, we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And remember... Boldness is love. It's not e-bashing people. It's moving in the spirit of love. Amen. Praise God. If you feel tonight that that really applies to you, I want you to come forward. That you really want to take a stance that you've been um, tolerating stuff, catering for people around you, and you'd say, Lord Jesus... It's time for me. Give me your boldness. Amen. If you feel like that, just come forward. We're going to believe the Holy Spirit comes on you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now just begin to pray in your heart. Lord, give me your boldness. I want to preach the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to overcome this miserable fear of people. Give me, Lord Jesus, your boldness. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, I pray. In Jesus' name. Anoint me. Let's all pray. Anoint me, Father. Anoint me, Lord. Lord, send your Holy Spirit upon me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my life, Lord. Lord, I want to take a stand for you in my workplace. I want to take a stand for you with my family, Lord. I want to see people come to Christ. I want to be your witness, Lord God. I want to see people, Lord, healed, delivered, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit wherever I go. Lord, I pray, send me the winds, winds of revival upon me, Lord. Send me the winds of revival, I pray, Lord. Winds of revival, Lord. That's the Holy Spirit blowing on people. Some of you can feel a wind blowing inside of you. A wind blowing inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit coming upon people right now. Thank you, Lord. Winds of revival, Lord. That we might speak your word boldly in the power of the Holy Spirit. Anoint your people, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.